Thank you, Professor. I'm very honored to be a member, an honorary member of the Las Vegas Hopi gang. Um, we're here to disprove the, the old adage that, you know, you can't, uh, Swear with the eagles if you hoot with the owls. And we're all here living proof that that is not true. Um, so I'm going to talk to you just a little bit today about what private lawyers can do um, in furtherance of the Austro-Libertarian model. Uh, I started out my career as a union lawyer long ago in Philadelphia, uh, but it didn't take me too long to figure out that I was on the wrong side. So uh, I've now spent the last 15 years uh, just as a hard-knuckle management lawyer uh, working to protect the rights of private employers. Uh, I guess the best way to explain that transformation is to quote somebody I'm not fond of quoting, so I'll just paraphrase or modify Winston Churchill's uh, famous saying when uh, he said something to the effect, if you're not a Democrat when you're young, you don't have a heart, but if you're not a libertarian when you get older, you probably don't have a brain. So uh, that's the way I explain my transformation. Anyway, uh, I've spent the last decade and a half uh, just protecting prop property rights, private property rights, and enforcing contracts. After all, um, as Michael Oakeshott famously said, uh, the right to contract is really what separates the free man from the slave, uh, that together with the right of association. So um, one of the things that I spend my time doing is fighting um, and educating people about what I call uh, fascist legislation. And one such legislative act that's been circulating around our legislature in the United States for the last few years is the so-called Employee Free Choice Act. I say so-called because any time a union names something, you can be sure that they named it euphemistically, and it really should be called the Employee No Choice Act. But uh, Employee Free Choice Act, or the acronym is IFCA. So... Um, if the National Labor Relations Act weren't already stifling enough on private enterprise, they've now proposed, or the unions through Andy Stern and, and the other union leaders in the country, have now proposed legislation that would amend the National Labor Relations Act, which if passed will be have, have the most drastic overhauling effect on, on uh, relations in the private sector between employers and their employees since the National Labor Relations Act passed in 1935. So if it passes, IFCA will just drastically change the way unions organize uh, in this country in, in three dramatic ways. So before I tell you about that, I just quickly give you an overview of how unions currently organize. Uh, the tr traditional bottom-up method of organizing is unions go around and, and they advocate their wares to unsuspecting employees. They get authorization cards signed, and when they have a majority of these cards, they take them to the prospective employer and say, look, I, I have uh, the majority of your employees want me to be their bargaining agent, so you can either recognize me voluntarily or we can have an election. So most employers generally petition the labor board for a uh, secret ballot election. And I say secret ballot because in when these elections are held, employees are allowed to go in a, a ballot booth and exercise their free choice in the privacy of, of a ballot booth without having the coercion of unions there or peer pressure. They can actually just choose uh, or more often, you know, vote against the union without having, you know, threat of reprisal. 
So uh, once the secret ballot election is held in the traditional method, uh, you know, either the employer or union wins. If the union wins, then they, they sit down with the employer and negotiate a contract. And that's the key word. They negotiate a contract. They can negotiate until the cows come home. There's no... There's no legal requirement that a contract is ever reached at all. Um, but <clears throat> they do have a duty to, to bargain in good faith, but they can bargain forever. And uh, if any mistakes are made or violations of the law are made along the way, you know, the biggest penalty that can be imposed on an employer is, outside of extreme circumstances, is they might have to post a, a government um Acknowledgement that they broke the law and, you know, promise never to do it again. But the key is they never have to enter into a contract. There's no duty uh, on them to do that. But if IFCA passes, this is going to change the landscape dramatically. Uh, first of all, the secret ballot election will be replaced with card checks. So the unions will still go out and get cards, but once they have the majority, that's it. Bargaining rights will be um, granted to them and, um, they will, uh, the, the employer will be forced to sit down and negotiate with them. But that's the second big change. Negotiation will be supplanted by, uh, mandatory and binding arbitration. So once the union wins the election, um, they'll be, you know, the employer will be forced to immediately sit down with them because they'll just have 30 days to reach a contract. And if a contract's not reached within those 30 days, a federal uh, mediator will be appointed, and when I say that, I'm talking about a government employee is going to be appointed to be the moderator and mediate uh, the further negotiations. So there'll be 90 days with the mediator, wherein the parties will attempt to reach a contract, and if no contract's reached, another federal arbitrator will be appointed that will have just omnipotent Authority. I mean, they'll have authority to impose a contract on their own terms. They don't even have to start with the terms that the employer and, and union started to, to, or began to reach. Or let's say they had some agreement on some points, but not others. The uh, arbitrator won't have to start where the parties left off. He can just come in with a boilerplate, uh, collective bargaining agreement written by, you know, the service employees union or whichever union it is, uh, and tell the employer, you know, I'm, I'm imposing these terms. So no negotiation, no right to refuse to enter into a contract. It, w- it will be mandatory uh, within 90 days a contract will be imposed. And the last significant change is that um, there'll be make-whole remedies available. Right now, you know, you have to post a, a sign saying, sorry, you know, I won't do it again. Uh, now, under the, the current proposed legislation, there'll be uh, monetary fines up to $20,000, only against the employer, by the way. The union is, it's a unilateral uh, make-whole provision. So um, you can see why I call it a fascist act, because the government allows you to believe that you own your business and that you control the the terms and conditions between you and your employees. But they do this all the while they're removing uh the employer's right to deal directly with their employees and decide what they'll be paid and what benefits they'll receive. And at the same time, they give the union complete carte blanche to, to their business. So, you know, it's, there's, it will destroy the private uh, enterprise, if you ask me. So, um, will it pass? I mean, this is the big question. We've been, you know, really afraid of this. I've uh, spent untold weeks, you know, uh, lecturing around the country, 
explaining to employees what it means, to employers what it means, trying to get uh, support to uh, see that this bill is uh, put where it belongs, which is in the trash can. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the beginning, it looked like it was a shoe-in. In the beginning, you know, considering the fact that President Obama and Vice President Biden were two of the original sponsors of the legislation, uh, and then when we watched... Uh, President Obama being sworn in, and on the dais there's Michelle, the children, and Andy Stern, the president of the, the uh, Service Employees Union. You know, at his inauguration, we thought, okay, well, it's over. It's 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 a shoe-in. But um, you know, frankly, the only good thing that's come out of the fact that we've we're in this downturn uh, economically is that the economy is too bad. I think even for Obama to to support. Uh, the passage of this legislation. So, you know, we see the election of Scott Brown in Massachusetts, and I think that this is really sending uh, a new mandate to Obama. I think he's a little too afraid to to go out on the stump for this right now. So, you know, we we think that there's probably enough uh, fear out there uh, in the legislators to uh, that might prevent them from ringing the death knell, you know, for for private enterprise. But we'll see. In the meantime, you know, we need to keep up the fight and we need to train good lawyers in, in the Austrian uh, model so that they can understand right from wrong and go out and help us win the battle. So okay. thank you.